morning sports fans betters and cappers and welcome to the daily competitive hedge podcast i'm your host of the show kenneth cotterell and this morning show is all about sports and the world of betting we talk about the day that was in the sports world including our athlete of the day we then talk about the games coming up today what bets we like with our competitive hedge parlay of the day and because it's the weekend we're going to go a little bit more in depth with this nba finals maybe even talk some nhl as well We'll have to wait and see. We have a special guest coming on later this morning in order to discuss those topics. But our episode today is brought to you by Bet99. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many, many great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, MLB, and in the fall-time NFL Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile. The Bet99 mobile app can be downloaded from the homepage of the website. Depositing and withdrawing is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French and customer service is available 24-7. So go to bet99.com today, make an account to get started. Please gamble responsibly only for people 19 plus years of age, play responsibly and available to persons in Ontario only. So let's talk about our athlete of the day. And it has to go out to Steph Curry after his performance yesterday, 43 points, 10 rebounds and four assists. You could call this a career defining game for Steph because he's done it all in the NBA. He's been a league MVP. He's won titles. The one thing that he's missing is a finals MVP and a performance like that if Golden State goes on to win it is going to stand out and should have him take home the award. So he looked like they were in trouble. He almost single-handedly closed it out in the fourth quarter for Golden State. He needs this finals MVP for his legacy's sake. He's always going to go down as the greatest shooter of all time, but this will help him go a long way in the all-time rankings of players. So Shout out to him uh, for a great performance last night. When we're talking about yesterday's bets, wasn't our best day on the betting side of things. We did go one and two on the parlay. France first half money line, and they lose outright in the first half to Austria. Not a result that we were expecting. They did come back to draw the game, but the bet misses for the first half money line. Fever and Liberty definitely thought one of these teams wasn't going to show up offensively, and both of them did. They went way past the the line of 160 and a half they finished at 97 to 83 and then the brewers and nationals they blew past the over seven and a half to help salvage our day on the player prop side we missed on the jordan pool assists but we got the Derek white points right missed on the bets and rizzo hit lines for bases at one and a half both of them went oh one went 0 and 4 one went like 0 and 6 at the plate 
We had Acuna go over one and a half bases, and Rich Hill had over three and a half Ks. He finished with six. And then on the Canadian Open side of things, Mackenzie Hughes did not win against Hadwin or Weir. He was plus five. The other two were even par. Finau was plus one, and Taylor and Spawn uh, both beat him at plus 110. But we did get Tyler Duncan right, minus four. He shot yesterday. The next closest in that group was Dylan Fratelli at minus three. So we do cash the plus 165. And so we go one and two for minus 0.35 units. Now let's talk about the day that was the NBA Finals was yesterday with Golden State winning 107 to 97. Boston came into the game at minus three and a half point favorites. They go under the 213 and a half as well. We talked about Steph already, but Clay had 18 points, not his best shooting night once again. Andrew Wiggins had 16 points and Jordan Poole had 14 points. Draymond Green was there on the rebounding side, but that was about it. His own mom was tweeting about the fact that he is not playing very well, so that's never a good sign when your own family is doing that. But they dominated the glass yesterday, 55-42. to 42. That was a huge reason why they were able to win this road game four. For, on the Boston side, you had Jason Tatum had a double-double. He finished with 23-11-6. Jalen Brown had 21-6. Marcus Smart with 18. And Derek White with 16 points. We'll go a little bit more in-depth with these i uh, with this game in this series later on in the show so we're going to move on and talk about the mlb uh scores from yesterday starting with the yankees two to one over the cubs that one went to the 13th inning was a real dagger that we couldn't get a rizzo hit yesterday then the nationals 11 to 6 over the brewers the phillies 7 to 5 over the diamondbacks the blue jays blow out the tigers 10 to 1 the Guardians squeak one out three to two. The Braves win four to two over the Pirates. The Marlins seven to four over the Astros. The Twins nine to four over the Rays. The Royals eight to one over the Orioles. The White Sox eight to three over the Rangers. The Cardinals two to nothing over the Reds. The Mets seven to three over the Angels. The Padres shut out the Rockies nine to nothing. And the Red Sox four to three over the Mariners capped off with the Giants seven to two over the LA Dodgers. Now, when we're talking about WNBA yesterday, was a loaded day of games, five games yesterday, starting with Chicago beating Connecticut 83 to 79. Emma Messiman had 26 points in the victory, while John Quill Jones had seven points in the loss, as well as Brianna Jones had 20 points as well. New York 97 to 83 over Indiana. <laughs> Definitely wasn't expecting that high of a game. But Howard had 25 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists in the win for the Liberty. Wasn't Sabrina Ionescu's best shooting night, but she contributed as well on the distributing side. Kelsey Mitchell in the loss finished with 23 points, 4 assists, and 1 steal. Washington won 76-59 over to Minnesota Lynx. Hines Allen with 17 points and 6 rebounds in the victory, while Jessica Shepard had 15 rebounds for Minnesota in the loss. Seattle squeaks one out over Dallas, 89-88. Brianna Stewart with a huge double-double, 32 points and 11 rebounds in the victory. Obungawale with 23 points and 6 uh, assists in the loss. Atlanta over Phoenix. Sorry, Phoenix over Atlanta, 90-88 to yesterday. Tina Charles had 20 points, 9 rebounds and 4 assists, while Shan Parker had a huge double-double of 20 points and 13 rebounds. Now, when we're talking about Nations League yesterday, 
Austria with the surprising one-to-one draw with France. This means that France gets relegated in this group. Was not expecting that at the start. When you looked at this group, France, the defending World Cup champions, you would expect them to get out of this group and win this group when you have Austria, Croatia, and Denmark. But Weinman scored in the 37th for Austria. They had to bring on Mbappe in the 63rd minute. He was able to score in the 83rd. But that was all she wrote. It was one-to-one. Despite France having two-thirds of the possession, they just couldn't get a second goal. And so a tough result for them. Croatia, we talked about this one yesterday as a potential upset. They beat Denmark one to nothing. Pasalicic, he had 60, he had a goal in the 69th <laughs> nice minute. And that makes Croatia third in the group. They needed that result. Was expecting the complete opposite of France uh, finishing third. But nonetheless, great result for Croatia. Now on the Canadian Open side of things, Wyndham Clark led after round one. He also leads after round two heading into the weekend at the Canadian Open in Toronto. He is leading by one over Alex Smalley, Rory McIlroy, and Keith Mitchell, as well as Matthew Fitzpatrick. We've already had some guys that are moving today. Uh, we've got guys like Nick Hardy, who's all the way up to minus four, and Bo Van Pelt as well. Van Pelt is minus four through nine holes, as well as the Canadian Mackenzie Hughes making a bit of a move. He's minus three on the day. Now, when we're talking about our future bets that we had for the Canadian Open, they look to be in a pretty good spot heading into the weekend. We've got Rory as one of our winners. He's tied for second, so he's right in the mix. Sebastian Munoz, he's tied for 33rd, but if he can make a move on Saturday, he might be in the hunt on Sunday. Top 10-wise, we've got Sam Burns. He's tied for 8th place, and that's a plus 155 value, while Tony Finau, he's just outside the top 10 at T16, and the value on that one's plus 250. Jonathan Vegas, top 20 finish. (laughs) He was T64 at the end of day one. He's T56 now, so he's moving up, I guess, but we do need a big Saturday from Jonathan Vegas, if we are going to see him, uh, you know, contend for a top 20 spot. By the looks of things, though, he's only minus one through 16, so we might be in trouble. T48, though, he is moving up those standings. And then we had Keith Mitchell. He's tied for second. We just need a top 20, and we would cash that at plus 205. So missed cut-wise, we had Matthew Fitzpatrick plus 285. Uh, he unfortunately is second place, so we missed on that one in a big way. But Tyrrell Hatton, he missed the cut at plus two, uh, at T126. The value on that one was plus 235, so we've already cashed a pretty big future bet there on the missed cut side of things. Now, we posted these on Twitter before we went live, but for the big games on the slate today, round three, we like Chris Kirk over Justin Lower at minus 150. They are just teeing off in five minutes time here. So if you're listening to the show, definitely go ahead and go and bet that one right away. We got Brant Snedeker over the Canadian Nick Taylor at plus 120. Taylor's already burned us a couple times this week, but we still like Snedeker nonetheless today to get that one done. Tony Finau over Adam Long at minus 134. I think Finau had his bad round yesterday. I think he comes out and he fires on Saturday and he'll be in the hunt. I'm going to predict top five heading into Sunday. And then Sam Burns over Scotty Scheffler. He beat him in a playoff just a couple weeks ago, but at plus 114, I still like the value here. Scheffler moved yesterday, but I think Burns will outplay him today. On the NHL side, we've got Tampa Bay and New York game five tonight. 
Tampa Bay heavy favorites. It was minus 190 when we looked last night. It's now all the way up to minus 200. The over under at five and a half. It's hovering around the under at minus 150. It's just that Vegas refuses to go lower than five and a half. Because if you wanted to bet over five, you're still looking at minus 185. Uh, If you wanted to go under six, then you're looking at the same sort of value. So not a great spot uh, if you want to bet the over-under on this game. But it seems like everyone's going to be on Tampa tonight. They've won three straight games. As I posted on our TikTok page yesterday and talked about it on the show, I'm not ruling New York out quite yet. When you've got a guy like Igor Shesterkin in net, that does not mean that this series is over. It could definitely be a Rangers upset tonight if he has a great game. Uh, on the road. That means that guys like Stamkos, Kucherov, Hedman, they're all going to have to be on top of their game. Whereas on the Rangers side of things, you need guys like Andrew Kopp, Chris Kreider, uh, Zabinijad, and Panarin all to step up. They need to put a few past Vasilevsky early and then hope that Chesterkin can hold on. See if this series can go seven. They looked like it was going to be a quick series early on, but it's been pushed uh, due to the play of Vasilevsky and the Lightning. WNBA-wise tonight, we've got the 10-2 and two My Vegas Aces taking on the LA Sparks, who are 5-7. and seven. You got uh, Aja Wilson and Kelsey Plum on the Aces side taking on their former teammate in Liz Cambage. Uh, we'll see they are at home. The Aces blew them out in their first meeting. Uh, I believe they're minus 6.5 tonight for that game. And the Nations League, we've got a loaded slate. England and Italy headlining those games today. Those ones will kick off at around 2.45 Eastern time. England currently is bottom of this group. Italy's at the top. England are at home, though. So England are the favorites heading into this game. The other group game is Hungary versus Germany. Hungary are the home team, but they are heavy underdogs taking on Germany. Not surprising anyone there with that. And then in the other groups, you've got Netherlands and Poland squaring off today. The Netherlands sit top of the group while Poland are third. And then you've got Wales versus Belgium. Uh, Wales must win and hope for a Poland loss in order to advance. Um, And then game lines we are leaning but waiting on. Uh, Looking at these are the games that we're likely going to bet on, but we'll wait until closer to first pitch, puck drop, or tip off in order to play. The one that I'm waiting on is this Colorado versus the Padres. The game's currently sitting at over under seven and a half, which I do like the over in that game. But Freeland's going for the Rockies. He's one and five on the year with a 4.53 ERA for Colorado. On the other side for the Padres, you've got Gore pitching. He's got a 1.5 ERA. So while I do like the over, I am hoping that Freeland's going to get lit up. Maybe the Padres bullpen gives up a couple runs in this game, but I'm going to wait closer to first pitch in order to go ahead and bet that game. Now, player prop lines, we post these on our social media pages every single day. So go and check out at Pod. That's where you can find all of our player prop lines that come from this podcast. Now, competitive hedge lay of the day. This is our daily three-team parlay. No odds worse than minus 150 here. Only looking to put out winners here on this fine Saturday. And we're going with what we're classifying as the homer parlay today because all three of the plays that we like are the teams that we support. So let's start with the Vegas Aces. It's minus six and a half at minus 125. So we're pushing it to minus seven and a half at minus 106. 
The previous meeting between these two, as I said, was a blowout. It was 104 to 76. The Sparks may be at home, but the Aces are an absolute wagon this year. The Aces are first in three points made. Sparks sit 12th in that category. And the Aces are also first overall in rebounding, whereas the Sparks sit 12th place there as well. So I think the fact they can outshoot them and out-rebound them is a huge advantage. And so I like the Aces today, minus seven and a half. England money line versus Italy today. This one comes in at minus 109. Uh, rematch of the 2020, technically 2021 Euro final, where Italy won two to one. England are the home team. They need a victory. I think they get it done today against a tough Italian side, but we are rolling with our, uh, <laughs> our England team today to knock off Italy. Not the most confident play I've ever put out, but they are at home, so I'm going to roll with it today. And then the Boston Red Sox money line versus the Seattle Mariners at plus 110. Michael Waka is on the mound. Um, I like him today on the road. He's 4-1 and one with a 1.99 ERA. He's probably been Boston's best pitcher so far this year. He's taken on George Kirby for the Mariners, who's 1-1 one and one with a 3.38 ERA. Um, we know that the Red Sox uh, have not been the best team in the majors this year. They are. Coming off a victory last night, though, they did win 4-3 to three, uh, after losing to the Angels, who snapped their 14-game losing streak against them. But nonetheless, I really love the value of the parlay. Odds are plus 687, much higher odds than the last number of days here. So I do like this parlay, plus 687. Head over to bet99.com to find all of those. Now, when we're talking about our alternate lay play, if rain delay or no play, this is strictly if Boston doesn't go today. I'm rolling with the Rangers money line versus Tampa Bay at plus 157. I do think this game's going to go seven or this series, sorry, is going to go seven. Just feels like the Rangers, they may have lost three straight, but they still have Shesterkin. They were down three to two against Carolina. They were down against the Penguins. I think they're going to push this to seven. I don't know if they'll win in seven, but I do think they're going to extend it. And so I really like that play today. But with that, we're going to go a little bit more in depth with the NBA Finals as well as that Game 6 tonight. And so we are welcomed by the president of the Off the Ball Network. He's been on the show before, but he's a diehard Rangers fan. We got no uh, dogs in the fight of the NBA Finals. We might not for a while either with our Knicks and Lakers. But I'm joined today by Chris. Chris, how are you doing today, man? Hey, can you hear me good? Yep. All right. Yeah. Uh, happy to be on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh my team's not going to be in the finals for a while. So uh, that's why I go into the draft a lot, do a lot of draft stuff, because I'm so used to, dumb, you know, prepping for the lottery and all that. So, but uh, thanks for having me on, Ken. I mean, that's why when we were doing a head coaching talk about Darvin Ham, that was like a quick 30 second talk of like, yeah, the hire's good, but the team's still bad. So it was a very exactly. It doesn't even matter who the coach <laughs> is for the Lakers. Like, it still comes down. Like, that's why when people get so, oh, man, he had a great press conference. Like, I mean, it, every press conference is the same. Yeah. Like, oh, they're going to say, well, we're going to work hard. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to be the best. You know, we're not going to be out coached. It's every, I, I don't get why people get so, like, you know, ramped up about 
press conferences. They're going to say the same thing in every press conference. Like, so it's I, like, I get especially heated about it when they start going the negative side of things. Like, you know, he didn't talk about this guy and like, I'm really upset. And it's like, cause it was an introductory press conference. Like he's not yeah, going to talk about every single player. It's, like just getting buttered up and all that's what, what those press conferences are about. They're trying to make him look as good as possible. You know? <laughs> so it's like, all right, I'm not getting worked up about you know, uh, oh man, he knocked it out of park. Joe Judge had a good press conference. <laughs> he had yeah. a great press, and we'll see how that went for the New York Giants. So, like, I don't get worked up about that. It's like, all right, we got to see how it works on the court and all that. They still have a lot, a lot of issues that that team, but that that could do. You guys, a whole show in itself with the Lakers. And yeah, uh, let's not talk about our sad sacks of teams. Like, we'll get more into that throughout the off season. So, let's talk about the teams that are still competing in the NBA. We're 2-2 now in the NBA Finals. So before we chat about that game four, what have your thoughts been about the finals as a whole? I think it's lived up to the billing. I think it's been an exciting finals so far. I think you've got truly the two best teams this season that are squaring off. So what do you think of this final so far? I think you hit it on the head. You got the two best teams from each coast. You know, the Boston has been the best team, especially out east, since the turn of the, the new year. It's crazy how the new year started and, and like they're like, okay, we're defensive player the year type player. We got Jason Tatum, Jalen. We got really good players. We should be playing better, guys. Let's let's do something. And boom, they look like a completely different team. This is a team we're talking about. Oh, are they going to trade Jalen Brown or Tatum? Is Tatum going to leave eventually? You know, you know, we, we always want stars to leave. You know, a couple of years after they, you know, got drafted from their teams, and it's like, it, it, you know all this or that or they got to trade for this guy or that and they really ramped it up since and then the warriors i mean i'm not gonna lie i thought the warriors run was officially dead i put the nail in a coffin and all that i buried it put the put the put the dirt on it and everything and they they really played great this year and they're back in the finals and the finals has been pretty solid it's been pretty solid so far you know it, it's fun seeing how to how the Boston's going to match up with Steph, how they guard Steph and all that. And they've guarded him well, but yet he's still hitting some of the best shots. I mean, shots that I, he's, he's the greatest tough shot maker, I think, ever. Like people talk about him shooting. And it's like, I don't know if I agree if he's the best shooter. I think there's better, like, pure shooters, but like tough shot maker, he's the best bar, bar none. Like he's, he's making some shots where, I mean, and they're hedging the screens and all that, and he's still hitting it over their heads on Al Horford and Jalen Brown and Tatum, like, and, and Marcus Smart. That's been a fun matchup, Marcus Smart versus Steph. You know, uh, Marcus Smart can't flop too much against him. You know, they, they're not calling that. I mean, there's a few yesterday where Marcus Smart, I'm like, come on, man. That's, come on. That was I mean, blatant I, I mean, it's like, also, come on. <laughs> it, it's Steph, too. You're not going to get those offensive. No, you're not getting that against like Steph. Steph. You're but, not getting that stuff. No, no. And, and I think the big reason why we, we were so unsure about Golden State is because the two guys that emerged for them this year was Wiggins becoming a first-time All-Star and then Jordan Poole being in most improved because heading into the year, it's, well, what's Clay going to look like? Because, like, Draymond and Steph are still there, but if Clay's not the same, and he still hasn't been in this finals, but if Clay's not the same, then, you know, Golden State's not going to go very far. Well, now when you throw in a Wiggins who's giving you 15 to 20 every night and you're getting Jordan Poole with 15 off the bench, that's where Golden State's been killing teams with their depth. Yeah. And now they take on a team in Boston who can match them depth-wise because you got guys like Derek White who have been hitting double-digit points pretty much the last month of the playoffs. 
mm-hmm. was terrible in the first series, but since then he's been great. And I mean, Boston, it took a bit of time with the new head coach, but once they locked in defensively, like think about this, like Golden State won last night, but they still only scored 107 points. Like we're used to Golden yeah, State not putting scoring, up yeah. like 120, 125 in some of their mm-hmm. victories, and they haven't been doing that in this series. So let's talk about that game four last night. It was 107 to 97. Uh, Boston looked to be in control a bit at halftime. And then Golden State in the second half kind of just imposed their will, especially down the stretch. Jason Tatum didn't score for the last 10 minutes of the game. He made some nice passes, but he was nowhere to be found. Jalen Brown made a bunch of bad turnovers as well. It was just very bad execution the second half of that fourth quarter. So what did you think of game four? Yeah, it's um, turnovers, bad turnovers too by Boston. Tatum had a couple, Brown had a couple smart had a had a couple that were just like and you know marcus smart tends to do that a lot but you see you're not they're not deep they're really not deep like grant williams role has been reduced tremendously like he only played what 12 13 minutes yesterday so essentially it's Derek white off the bench that's it and tatum just hasn't shot he hasn't shot the ball well at all this series like he's they they asked him, you know, I think uh, the game before, like, uh, when are you going to have that game, right? That legendary game. And it didn't happen in game four. And <clears throat> I love Jason Tatum. I love his game. You know, he's a Duke guy. So, like, I'm always going to rock with Duke guys and root for them. But everybody keeps putting him in that superstar, you know, try to anoint them as a superstar. And that's been my thing, that gripe against him. It's not the talent and all that. I think he's not great. But. 8 of 23. And if it wasn't for his playmaking, this would game would probably be a lot worse because he didn't yeah. shoot the ball well at all. And um, Jalen Brown didn't play the greatest of games. And then when Marcus Smart's taking 18 shot, I, that just, that, it bothers me when that's, I, that. I, that I think the big thing me. with him is that he, what happens is he has that 24 point game like he did in game three. And then he thinks that he's a scorer and it's like, no, no, no. Like, like, like you can have a good shooting night and you were taking good shots. I mean, he also hit a couple where like, you know, shot clock running down bank in a three, like, so like when those are going in, that's, that's great. But in the next game, like we don't need you taking 18 shots. Like he still finishes with like 18, which is okay. Fair enough. Like, but 18 on 18 shots isn't great. No, no. And it's just, you know, you got great production for Rob Williams. He was a menace defensively. He was blocking a lot of shots. Uh, I think he would have had uh, two, three, four blocks, whatever he had, and, and just was doing a lot of good stuff. Horford, Horford's hit and miss. He's just essentially just like a three-point shooter at this point. Like, And if he's not hitting that, he's not doing anything offensively. And uh, he's doing some good things defensively, especially when they're, you know, they're trying to switch with Steph Curry and all that. Um, but um, – Tatum can't shoot eight of twenty three and expect them to be, you no know, hoist a hoist a trophy. You know it's just not gonna. He needs that takeover and he hasn't done it. And we keep expecting it. We all it's gonna happen. It's game four. It's gonna be game five already. Yeah. Right. And now the pressure is now back on them. Yeah. You know it, now because now you have to go and win a road game. That that's what now, it boils down to is you have to and you want to do it in five. You don't want to have to go into a game seven trying to win on the road against a team that's won multiple titles already. So mm-hmm. Boston's got to have that feeling of we need to get it done in the next two games. And I, I thought they'd actually fresh from the network, put it perfectly in one of his tweets last night. 
down the stretch. He said, this will be the signature Steph game everyone wants if they win. He's the entire reason they're this, in this position. This and- He was superb this game. This is the Steph game that, you know, everyone talks about his finals. He's never won finals MVP and all this. And in a game that they needed, right? They needed this one. Like, it's yeah. tough being down 3-1. He took his team on his back with Draymond playing. I don't know what can I had. I couldn't even go to sleep. That's how bad his performance. It so, was so, so did you see his mom? What yeah, his mom yeah. Tweeted? His mom tweeted trash. like, "What happened to Draymond?" Like, it, like, but it was it was bad on both sides, Ken. It wasn't just like, oh, he yeah. was just bad offensively. Like he looked bad. like he looked like a he looked like my son playing against high school kids offensive. Like he was, everything's in block. It looks so sloppy offensively. And then defensively, he just, he wasn't as crisp as he usually was. He made some plays, you know, blocking some shots, play, but it was not this. It just, and that's what you saw in the fourth quarter, right? Steve Carter didn't play him for a little bit. It looked like he wasn't going to play him at all, put him back yeah. in and took him out. But I think they have to figure that out because I think he's hurting the team. Actually, yeah. he's not helping the team in that aspect. And, if Steph Curry doesn't go crazy, we're talking about a 3-1 deficit, and now we're probably having that conversation. Okay, what do we do with Draymond? Because he's actually hurting the team, and we need to win three in a row to, to, to win the championship now instead of – so. but Wiggins, Wiggins was tremendous too. Like, he's just so quiet. He doesn't, he doesn't do anything sexy, but, I mean, defensively was good and hit some big shots, you know um, – and that's with Clay not having grace. Clay didn't look great just physically. He just looked like he did, he couldn't didn't have that burst. And but Poole hit some big shots. I think he had a stretch yeah. where he had like nine in a row. Um, and that's something we need to see from him. He needed to 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 get in the groove and, and do some things. So, but I've been on this. You know, I know Kaminga. I know that's been something like you know people talk about Kaminga should be getting. Him. And I really I've been saying that you know since the last series he needs to get some run. Um, in his minutes, he's played. I, he, I think he's played three games in this playoffs where he's played 17 or more minutes. 17, I think he's had 14 plus points in all those games. Yeah, he's a spark. I'm not saying that he's going into, uh, but he's going to give you something on both sides of the ball. Like he's going to give you some fresh legs and something offensively that Draymond's not going to give you. I would like to see him get some run, not just in, in, in garbage time. Get him something, get him going. You don't know. You, you're not going to know whether he can handle it unless you throw him in there. Yeah, you know? and, and I think that's the thing is like, if we're talking about Draymond not being able to be out there offensively, then we need to start looking at other guys that can put up minutes because down the stretch, if you're Golden State, you might have to start going to the lineup of Looney playing at the five and then you're rolling Steph, Clay, Wiggins, and Poole. And that's your You can't have Looney and, and Draymond together. That's, no, no, you can't. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. Because it work. all it does is it crowds Clay. It makes it even tougher for Steph to hit shots. It makes tougher for Wiggins. Like, they need to start staggering these minutes a bit. And if it's Kuminga coming in even, like, maybe Poole sits down. You go a bit more size with Kuminga and Looney. Like, that's fine. But, yeah, Draymond offensively has been terrible. And, and Fresh also put it well when he said Boston – is about to try and play the clock for the last six minutes because that's what they did. Like they they were in that game and then they were playing not to lose. Like if exactly. you stay aggressive in that game and like Jalen Brown and Tatum down the stretch were brutal, especially Tatum because he wasn't scoring. Like I get it, he's facilitating, but if you're the superstar that we're talking about, who's a guy that we always used to give crap for facilitating in crunch time? LeBron. LeBron. We always used to say, oh, he doesn't take the shot because he's facilitating. 
okay, well, if, if you're Tatum, then you need to go and get those buckets and not settling for these long twos and these fading step back threes. Like what Boston did so well in game three, they got to the hoop, they bodied Golden State. They like that's what Smart was doing well. He was and going right in step and he got to the paint and then he was laying it in. Like that, that's what you need to be doing if you're Boston. You can't be just sitting on the perimeter thinking you can outshoot Golden State, who not only has the Splash Brothers, but all these other guys that can hit threes. Mm-hmm. That's not your strength. If you're Boston, you got to be getting to the rim and you got to make things more difficult. So when we're talking finals MVP right now, because it's 2-2, so it really could go either way. I would say on the Golden State side, it, it's Steph. I don't think it's necessarily close when no. it comes to a finals MVP Steph, there. Yeah. But is it Tatum or is it Brown? Because it is a conversation that's been had of, you know, Brown's been a bit more consistent. Tatum's shown better flashes. So who who is it right now if Boston wins the finals? If Boston gets it done, I mean, you would think it would be Tatum because if you think Boston's going to win this series, it would mean Jason Tatum has one of those games. But right now, Brown has been the more consistent player. Um uh, especially offensively, he's been more efficient than Tatum. So at the moment, I guess you, I guess you got to give it to Jalen Brown at the moment. But uh, if if Boston does win this series, I think it will be Jason Tatum because that means he's had a offensive outburst, you know, thirty five plus points in two of these, you know, in these next two or three games. So I, I would I would say if you're going to give it to a right, if we had to pick one right now, I give it to, to, to Jalen. But if they do win this series or six or seven, it's because Jason Tatum had some offensive outburst. And uh, so I would think Jason Tatum, if it's six or seven and they win, if they win in six and seven. And I think that's what Vegas is thinking as well, because when we're talking about just like odds right now, Tatum's plus 170 and Brown's plus 600. So they are banking on the fact that like, you know what? They're probably even right now, but if they are going to go and win this series, it's going to be because Tatum shines. And also you have to believe that they are going to lean more towards who's the guy that they consider the superstar on their team. And people would generally lean more towards the Tatum side of things. Not that it doesn't happen. I mean, Golden State's seen it with Iguodala winning the finals MVP. So, <laughs> and that like, did honestly, not make any sense. They said he'd like, stop LeBron James. You know, LeBron had like 36. You know, he was like a triple double, but he he apparently uh, slowed, he slowed him down. He slowed him down. He slowed yeah, him down. Yeah, yeah. When they you know when they had no one else on the team, you know, because Kyrie and love her. But yeah, he slowed him down. Yeah, and finals yeah. Like that. <laughs> and and but look how bad that was. Look how bad that was, and how much. The narrative created around Steph that actually hurts Steph, even though they won their first championship. I, because at the time, it hurts him like, in the long run. Oh, oh, Steph, you know, long term, like he's going to be fine. But then, yeah. like, oh wait, KD shows up. Now they blew a three-one yeah. lead. Now KD gets two. Now Steph's sitting on none. And oh. that's what I said earlier in the show before you hopped on here was when it comes to Steph, like this matters big time. Oh yeah, oh he needed this. Like I remember tweeting out like that first game. I think he had like I think fourteen in like the first. Um, in the first quarter, I'm like, oh, Steph wants this, and I, and I don't care what players say. Oh, they don't care about that and all that. It's just no. He cares. He cares. It's it's clear as day. He cares. He wants this. He wants this. And this is this is a step. This game, this game four was like, oh, Steph is like, hey, I'm putting this team on my back because Draymond's not helping me. Clay's not the same. I got this team isn't as good as people you know overall as people think you know, especially with a lot of the their 
their young core, they're not playing. You know, those three young pieces they have, Moody, Wiseman, Kaminga, they're not playing. So, you know, I got to put this team on my back, you know, and, and just, if and I just get a little sprinkle from some guys here from from uh, from Poole and all these guys, that's all I need. I'm going to take this team on my back and take over. I don't care what Boston throws at me. I don't care what type of screens they're said. I seen screens they're trying to go through. I don't care what type of the, the hedge and all that. I'm 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 taking over. I don't care what Marcus Smart can try to do to annoy me. Take I don't care about the crowd screaming this about Draymond or this about me. I'm gonna take over. And that's what he did. And that's what you want. You want those those legendary moments. He had a legendary game for. And now the pressure's back. This is what I love about the series. Like we just talked about the pressure being on the Warriors in game four. They needed to win this. Now, boom. Now the Warriors are feeling themselves. You saw Steph. You drawing with the crowd. Now they go back home. Now you got the momentum. Now they got to take. They got to take advantage of this and win and win this. Because uh, if they win game five, if they win this next game, I think the Warriors are taking this. Yeah, I, I do think whoever wins, and it's easy to say whoever goes up three two is going to win the yeah. series. But that being said, if it is Golden State that wins, then you're Boston. You have to win at home and then win a, a road game seven. They're going to be in tough there. So now let's talk about tonight's game the game that you will be tuning into i'm sure for the new york rangers and the tampa bay lightning because a week ago if we were having this conversation <laughs> it's crazy rangers yeah. are rolling like they they win six two game one they win three to two game two they look great they're two and oh at home now they've lost three straight since then not much of it can be put on shesterkin i mean nah. he's only given up three or four goals each game but the Rangers have scored three goals. goals in the last four games. So what are their chances tonight? They do have to head to Tampa for game six tonight. It is a crucial game. Can Shesterkin do enough tonight? Because that, let's face it, the Rangers have relied on that a lot of the year. It's Igor being special. He's probably going to win the Vesna this year. You yes. get just enough scoring output from like Zabinijad and Kreider and That's Panarin. It. <laughs> yeah, but but once you get past that, then it's like, okay, where's Andrew Kopp? Where's where's some of these other guys that they've got? So what do you think of tonight's game six? Like you you gotta be a little bit stunned given you're up 2-0 cruising and now now you're trailing heading into game six. Yeah, and I'm actually this is fun. I'm getting to talk hockey. Like I feel like I'm putting my <laughs> hockey hat on. I've never done this before, uh, as a making content. So but yeah, it's it's simple for the Rangers. Like if they don't score, they're just they have no chance. Like if if I know it's going into the second quarter, the second period, and they have no goals, it's like okay, this is going to be tough because they they just you know if they're up, they're like they they're big front runners. Like if they're up, they're going to pour on and But it's like if it seems like they're going to score one or two goals, if that or so, and they're going to struggle, and they got to rely on Igor to just save the day. And like I said, if it's if it's not Cried or Zabinajet, it's like all right, we got to figure out, you know, is is it Keandre? Is it someone? It, it, you know, or the young line, one of those guys, you know, from that from that. Uh, and and it's just it's crazy. It's just crazy how um, the series has changed. Like they look great these first two games at home, but they also home front runners. But then they lose the last game, and you're like, oh, all right, that, that I think they won eight in a row at home. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now it's, now it's a different game. Like now you're going into, this is Stanley's back-to-back champions, you know, it's going to be tough. They're going to, they're going to need other than Kreider and Zabinijet, someone else to take over and, and produce. Uh, they can't rely on Igor. They can't get down early too. 
No. I, I, it down one or two goals be if it's that, tonight. it's over. It's over if it's down one or two. If they're down because the, the issue with Tampa Bay is you're at home. You're the two-time cup champs. Crowd's going to be going. If you have – you got a, down one nothing, maybe 2 nothing. Vasilevsky, like, he's going to settle in quickly. That's why you need that. He's quick- got in the groove. He's got back in the groove because he looks shaky. Those for even though, like, he probably should have given him more goals because there were some goals yeah. where he just, it's behind him and he's just, he just got saved by his teammates. Like, there was a bunch of goals where he should have given up more. He should have, but he's looked good these last three. He's dom- pretty much been dominant these last three. And that's just it. If, if you can put one past him, maybe a second one past him in the first period. Then you can maybe settle in a bit. Then the doubt starts to creep in a little bit on the Tampa Bay side because I do have full faith that Igor is going to be special tonight. Like, I don't know what his save line is at. I'm going to be looking at the player props right away here. If I had to guess, it's probably going to be around like 34 saves. I'm taking the over because I think oh, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, Tampa Bay is going to throw the kitchen sink. They're throwing the kitchen sink at him. He's probably going to have to make 40 plus saves if they're going to win this game. But I'm not ruling out that he can't do that because the Rangers, as I've said before, they were down against Pittsburgh. People blame the Crosby injury, whatever. They came back and won the series. Who cares? Like injuries happen. Then they go into Carolina. They're down three to two. They win two straight, win the series. So there's nothing that tells me that they can't win this game. Yes, Tampa's a different animal than than Carolina and Pittsburgh. but, But... I could see them winning this game and then going home and losing seven. Like, like honestly, because that's just Tampa shows up on the biggest stage. But yeah, you're right. It does have to be someone that's not Zabinijad and Kreider, like Strom, Cop, Truba. Like these guys need to be, they need to score tonight. And obviously that's easy, easier said than done when you're taking on one of the, I would start to put him up in that all-time goalie conversation, especially if he wins again this year in Vasilevsky. You win three straight cups. You're you're up there as far as all time goaltenders go. So oh yeah, of course. I so, mean three three in a row. That's that's special. That's 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 dynasty right there. That's a dynasty so, right there. Chris, give me uh give me the prediction tonight. Do the Rangers win tonight? Do they survive? Do they push it to seven? Or is this the end of the row for what I have is the Rangers to win the East future bet at plus a thousand. So I am very much hoping that the Rangers get it done tonight. But but do you think they can pull it off? Ah oh, man, it's 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 gonna be tough, man. I I I think it's gonna be a, a close, but I think Tampa Bay wins. I think they pull it off. I think they pull it off. Maybe I'm trying to do reverse psychology <laughs> here. Maybe you know and all that, but I, I just don't like the way the Rangers have looked the last three games. They just nothing offensively and all that. They if and if like I said, if we're going into the second period and it's they got no goals. It, it, it could be like even down one goal could be like it's down they're down seven so yeah. it feels it like just, you're down a touchdown against Tampa. yeah yeah and you just don't want to give tampa bay any momentum like to me the, the like the rangers need to strike quick like you need to someone needs to 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 like you know score quick just to get that moment some type of momentum even though they, they've blown the lead but you know um can this is tough so, so I, I'm rolling with the Rangers tonight. I'm rolling with them tonight. I think that they're going to pull off the upset. I are you mean, going puck line or are you going, are you going money line? Uh, I'm going money line on the Rangers. Um, mm. Plus 165 is the money line. Um, when you know what? I'm going here, with the Rangers. Let's do it. We got the Rangers going. I think it's going to be uh, let's 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 uh, three overtime to three to two. Three to two. Be, be, because here's the thing, like. 
Vegas refuses to go below the five and a half line. Like they'll never do it in hockey, but the yeah. under five and a half is minus 150. Like, like, so Vegas is saying this is three, two, three, one type finish tonight. So I do like the under. I'm going to go three to one Rangers. I think it's two to one. You're late in the third. Tampa pulls the goalie. You get the empty netter to win three to one. Yeah. So that's where I'm going to go it's with been it. under five and a half goals. These, you know, other than game one, it's been under five yeah. and a half, five and a half goals. So that number is when you've got two goalies like this, like it's yeah, just... there's two of the best in the league. It's fun. It's, it's fun watching these two go at it. And like, you know, these are clearly, you know, maybe the two best in the league and it's fun seeing them going at it. And, uh, Two, two contrasting styles between the West and the East because the West was like all offense, no goaltending, and then out here it's like limited offense. Yeah, we saw that last year with Edmonton, and, and just like you know, we're seeing like and it, you know, baseball six, four, five, yeah, three. we're seeing NFL scores like it's like eight six. It's like whoa, wait, what sport are we watching here? Like it is not, and then you see the Rangers and it's zero zero going into the third period or whatever. Like it's one nothing going in. It's like complete opposite. We saw two completely different series. And that's you know. why I think no matter who wins this series, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to judge who went who beats Colorado because they're, they're a monster, man. They're because a monster. they're a monster, but they don't have goaltending. And then on sure. this side, less of a monster, but great goaltending. So is goaltending gonna win out or is special offense gonna win out? And that's gonna be what's tough to yeah, judge. Yeah, because they could they could light it up. And and if they do light, let's say if it's the Rangers or whoever. They, if it's the Rangers, especially if they're lighting it up against the Rangers, I don't think the Rangers would have enough to come back. But they have Igor. If Igor has one of his games where he's only give up a goal, then we have some. But we got to get past this series first uh, before we even talk about the Avalanche because that 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 team is. I should have put money on the Avalanche. I, I remember thinking about. I'm like, yo, this team is just this is whooping everyone, you know, uh, in this playoffs. But uh, yeah, that's going to be tough. Avalanche look really good, man. They look really good, but. We got the Rangers got to get through this first. Um, and then uh, let's see. And it's it's going to be it's going to be. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you saw that that huge fight they had. The Rangers fans again, tense again. Uh, also, like, like <laughs> that, that, that is some soccer stuff that, that hey, man, like hey, that was and that's the one thing about New York fans. And I love New York fans. And but when things get down, touching the playoffs, that's when you see well, also of, what uh, was crazy about that punch, too. He's the only guy wearing a red Rangers jersey. So, like, you're not getting out of there either because everyone's like, oh, who oh yeah, because now you just, like, at least if you're wearing a regular white or, or blue jersey, you can, like, maybe that they have, and get out of they there. They have so much technology that they would have found him, but it they, they would have found him anyways. But, like, it's very easy to say, hey, the one guy wearing a red jersey, haul him yeah. back here. Like, you just yeah, assaulted you, this guy. You just like, assaulted him. And they had him on video anyway, so he would have been caught. But, yeah, it, it just – that's the one thing you don't like about sports is when your team's losing and you just you, – you, you get the sore loser that, you know, thinks that's all right. And it's like – people try to defend that too. Like, oh, the fan was talking too much. It's like he's talking trash. His yeah. team – you he went to your team's building and his team and won. won. Yeah, and if the worst thing he's saying is, "Oh, we kicked your ass," blah blah blah, are you really gonna get that mad? Where you gotta suck? Now, now you're gonna go to jail. And, but, felony. And, 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 now and you're the gonna. Yeah, your life's you, baby over. But but like, Crazy. just because you go to a hockey game where fights are normal doesn't mean that like the second you leave, like that is also like free for all. Like no, yeah, like, yeah. you watch the sport where physicality is a thing, but that doesn't mean that you get to start. No, uh, no, it doesn't mean you get it's I just never understood the fighting at, about a sports and like uh, it's one thing if it's a disrespect and and we don't know exactly what it is, but it didn't seem like he was 
doing anything. It looked like you were saying, man, we just beat you in your yeah, own building. And it, then- it looked like yeah. exactly like that. Like, oh, yeah, we beat you, blah, blah, blah. You guys are talking all this. No, no, no. You guys are up to all. That's probably what he was saying. And the guy just was just fed up and let me just cold cock this kid. And then now he's going to be screwed. But none of that. Let's hopefully uh, that we don't see none more of that. But uh, that was a bad look for sure. Well, and, uh, l- for sure. L- l- let's have a great game tonight. That one's yes. at 8 p.m. Eastern time. But Chris, I appreciate you coming on, man, chatting some finals, chatting some hockey, too. I talked I got, hockey. I, I got you on here to chat some hockey. So, I yes. mean, I if Jerg, Jerg, if you're watching this, Jerg, I hope you're proud of me. I hope you're proud of me, Jerk. You know, uh, you and Ken got me, you know, uh, got me to watching a lot of hot. This is the most hockey I've ever watched, Ken. I haven't watched. I probably haven't watched this. But like, I usually watch. I watched the, the the playoffs. I do like playoff hockey and all. And it is the playoffs. But I definitely, I watched a lot of regular season hockey. Watched a lot of playoff hockey. I'm talking about Sturkin. I couldn't say his. <laughs> two months ago, I couldn't even tell you how to say his name now i know how to say his name and all that he, you know uh Vasilevsky. wow i can't believe i got that i couldn't say that even a week <laughs> ago but now i am now you know so i'm gonna put my uh my my uh hockey analyst hat on maybe a few more times uh before uh before the season ends but uh thanks for having me on ken it was a pleasure for sure and to everyone who tuned into the live show we really appreciate it we'll be live tomorrow morning once again at 11 a.m eastern time probably recapping who wins in this game and a lot of other great stuff but appreciate chris for coming on and we'll see you guys tomorrow for the daily competitive hedge podcast